So, our second to last downtime. This is happening between December 1st and December 10th inclusive. It's not a very long one, but then we don't have very much time left. Who's going first? I'll go first. All right. Uh, yours is happening in a specific order. Oh, okay. So that means that we are doing the thing that you have planned for yourself. Nice. Nice, nice. I know what that thing is. Because I decided it. Yeah. So why don't you paint me a scene? I mean, it's day. Roxanne is probably actually over at Steiner's. Considering all of the equipment that will be required for what is about to happen is with Steiner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know, picking his brain. Okay, so run me through how I need to use this blood-taking device. Alright. I made it as simple as I can. You should just place it on... Well, I don't want to say the corpse, but that's expressly what it is. Initiate the startup sequence and just... Let it do its thing as morbid as that sounds. Alright. Uh, I mean, we still gotta do mine, so maybe I should... Maybe we should take my blood and I can leave it here while I go get the rest of this? Yeah, sure, I can work on that while you're out. And I can see how this works. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not afraid of needles. And it's not a big ask, because, you know, by this point, you know exactly how much blood to pull. Nice. It's not enough to debilitate you. I mean... <laughs> Here's the thought. If I'm suddenly anemic from loss of blood, could I turn into monster Roxanne, and because I no longer need blood, would I still be anemic? That sure is an experiment you could pull. Hmm. Perhaps not today. <laughs> perhaps not today. Uh, Alright. I take the morbid blood tanking machine, and I teleport to Elysium. Okay. And, I mean, it's Elysium. You come here all the time and nothing has changed. I'm I don't even actually bother to like teleport outside for once. I just teleport like to the big room. Because I know where I'm going. So just appearing in the room, it's only about a second until the blind air just forms their projection in front of you and smiles and waves and hello Roxanne how are you hi it's um you can probably guess why I'm here but uh, since we're getting so close to the deadline I'm actually I'm here for well I'm here for blood I say gesturing vaguely to uh, the blood machine 
Yes, ours and Mesa's. Right. We have known this day was coming for some time, but we are still not ready for it. Or not ready emotionally, or...? Emotionally, yes. We are as ready physically as we possibly could be. I mean, is there anything I can do to help? I mean... Not us, no. You Um, will need to help yourself. Our containment field is quite sturdy. You will require some assistance to free us from it. Well... There's no other alternative, so I'll help. Just tell you what I need to do. Fortunately, you have already put into motion the means by which you will be extricating us. Do you recall the piece of crystal that you gave to the Deadland Sultans some time ago? Oh, yes. Do I need to go get it back? Yes. By this point, their experiments have advanced far enough that you should be able to utilize it. Interesting. All right. I'll be right back. The projection turns off. (laughs) I was about to ask if you wanted to come with me. (laughs) Um, what a weird question that would have been. Anyway, uh... Yeah, I teleport uh, outside the palace because as much as I like the Deadland Sultans and the Sultans like me, I don't think they, I don't think it would still be, uh, I think it'd still be pretty rude to just teleport straight into the throne room. Yeah, all right. You are, despite an extended ax- absence, a a highly known party. So, I mean, they wouldn't know your new form, but you could just turn back into Monster Roxanne and they'll recognize you immediately. They've met me as, well, most of them have met me as a human before, so it's like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, so the palace guards will just open up the door for you and you can make your way back to the throne room. Yeah. Present today, we have Montezuma, Cyrus, and Arthur, Boys Club. Boys Club. I just walk in and wait for a moment in the conversation to say hello. And there is a lull, and then you alert them to your presence, and they all just turn to you. Yeah. Arthur leaps up off the throne and lands in front of you. Roxanne, it has been some time. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. <sighs> I've been busy extremely busy. Are you in human mode right now? Yes. Yes, I can tell. You are quite different than last I saw you. Oh, yeah, I... This is almost sort of how I normally look. Uh, you know, this is regular Roxanne and then... I transform into Monster Roxanne. <laughs> Fighting Roxanne. 
multiple arm rocks in. Uh, I'm not going to do the goat or the snake because they can't really talk. Anyway. Well, all other things being equal, I am pleased to see that you have gained mastery of this form. I know you were quite upset when it was first forced upon you. (sighs) Yeah, I've just learn to make it my own. Well, is this a social visit or are you here on Raven's business? Ah, I wish it was a social visit. Hopefully, once everything is done with, I can actually stop in for social visits more often. That would be very nice. No, uh, this is Raven's business. Do you... Uh, Oh gosh, I can't even recall if you were there at the time, but the piece of crystal that I had left here to be looked at, I need it back. Cyrus blinks off of the throne to be in front of you. He says, "Uh, yes, uh, it is currently in my care. I was experimenting on it. It is a, quite an interesting composition. It is it seems to be pure death. Ah, yeah. I got the impression it would be something like that. Do you require it back? Yes. Um, the person that I borrowed it from needs it back. I see. Well, a moment then. He vanishes from out of the room. Wow, it's almost, it's kind of annoying when someone else does it. <laughs> Arthur just kind of smirks at you. And then it's, it's only a minute until Cyrus reappears in the room. Okay. I apologize for the delay. I had it strapped into a few devices. Took me a minute to unscrew everything. Oh, it's not a big deal at all. And he passes it back to you. It is a slightly different color now. Originally, it was just this kind of like sky blue with little flecks of gold inside of it. Now it's closer to teal. This is... I mean, I'm pretty familiar with the color it's supposed to be. This is different. Do you mind me asking what you did to do to cause it to happen like this, or did it happen on its own? Uh, It happened in the course of all of our experiments. It hasn't just been me. It has also been Catherine and Cleopatra. And... It changed color sometime in Catherine's care, and she has not graced me with what she did to make it do that. Oh. Well, I suppose I'll just have to ask her myself sometime when I can, when I come through here again. I would love to stay and talk and ask you everything that you did to these to this crystal because it's just genuine I am genuinely interested in finding out like how it works but um 
Well, I have to go take blood from an immortal uh, being that's been stuck in a crystal. Oh, well, good hunting, then. I certainly hope it will be. (laughs) And Arthur gives you the, the big, gracious, knightly bow, and Monty is still just up on his throne, just watching this whole bit of chicanery. I have not made friends with Montezuma. No, not really. Quite standoffish, that one. Uh, a single tear cries, uh, goes down my uh, down my cheek. Alright, I teleport away. <laughs> okay. Back into Elysium. I assume you're just going straight to the main room. Yes, yes, yes. You weren't even there for a second before the blind air's projection just pops in and is... Hello. Well, you see that you were successful. Yeah. uh, It's a different color. I assume you wanted it to be like this. Yes, the modifications that the Sultans performed are what we were looking for. Remind me to ask you about that when we're not trying to get other things done. Certainly. For the moment, though, your task is quite simple. Simply put the shard back in its place. Uh, Alright. Here I go. I I go (laughs) put the crystal back where it was. Yeah, it was... It was a hunk that was just lopped off of the little cone that the blind air is encased in. And you just put it on there and it fits perfectly. And it seems to attach itself once you have the orientation correct. You can't move it, it gets stuck. And then all of the sound in the room just drops out. Oh. It's dead silent. And in that silence, a. It isn't a crack because it isn't jagged and splintery. It is a series of seams just start to form on the crystal. And then, as one, all of it just hits the ground in dozens of pieces, and by all of it, I do also mean the blind air. They were not ready to catch themselves as everything collapsed, so they hit the ground too. Not in dozens of pieces. Oh, that would be uh, less than ideal, yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. They're okay. Well, they seem to be okay, at least. They're trembling. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch the blind air, like, because we don't have that kind of relationship. I'm not going to just rush to their side and pick them up, but I am going to be ready to help them up when they are prepared. Yeah, and in addition to the trembling, you can see that they are breathing. There's motion in their chest, like breath and they are trying to work themselves up out of 
this sort of like I've fallen down and my entire body doesn't work kind of position to something resembling sitting. I have to feel things and this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Eventually they do get up into something like sitting. It isn't dignified in any way, but they are upright enough that they can turn to look at you and their hood falls back off their face as they do and you can see them fully just as their projection made them look. And it's odd watching them make facial expressions like this. And the first thing they say to you is, the air of Elysium tastes different than we remember. What happens when you let flesh people wander around? God, you fucking just derailed my train of thought, Abe. (laughs) It's terrible. So many are dead. Well, you know, there are a lot more... I'm gonna say it. There are a lot more living people around. I mean, living people around here than there were last time you were out of there, I would guess. Or maybe less. No, we have certainly increased the population of active individuals in Elysium since the last time we were out of that crystal. Oh, congratulations on coming out of your shell. Hmm. (sighs) Too soon? We are not sure how we feel about it. Uh, With their one arm that is made of the same crystal, they sort of run it through the shards of their container, looking for what eventually winds up being Adel's other arm. They find it and they pick it up and sort of like shuffle it about to get to the shoulder of it and then press it into their torso. And there's this unpleasant to watch moment where two kinds of flesh just sort of liquefy and flow into each other and become a solution that then solidifies and the blind air works the kink out of the join before clapping their hands together. Feel better? Only a little. Only so far as having two arms is more useful than having one. That's fair. I don't feel right saying this right after you've just um, come out of your crystal after so long. But I assume you still want me to take your blood first? Yes. And it, it can wait if you need some time to acclimate. We do not. Our 
fragmented minds are currently working on acclimating us to this new living situation. We should be able to ambulate soon. While we are getting to that point, you should take what you need. Right. All right. Well, this shouldn't hurt too much. I don't know if you feel pain or if you are used to feeling pain. We certainly did not feel much of anything in there. We do not recall if we were ever harmed prior to entering. This will be interesting. You will not be able to take it from either of our arms, of course. You will... Perhaps our neck? Their head just sort of like flicks back and forth like a bit of a confused animal. Right. Um... I'm only really familiar with human anatomy. And there might be some similarities there, but taking it from the neck feels a little bit dangerous. Like, uh, you probably don't have a... If you can think of a better place, we would be happy to have your suggestions. Hmm. Fortunately, I'm not a trained phlebotomist, so... I'm just going to have to be gentle. And we're just going to have to take this slow, then. We trust you implicitly to not harm us. Hope you do not have a carotid artery for me to nick. That seems like it would be bad. Although I do know how to heal people, so... All right. I'm just going to... If want to hold still and... On three, one, two, three. And the needle goes into something that produces a fluid for the machine to take. I'm assuming it's not red. It isn't. It's, hey, that same shade of blue that keeps showing up all over Elysium. Same shade as your eyes, same shade as the crystal they've been in. Mm. Implications of that are a little unsettling. <laughs> I hope this is blood. We believe it is what functions as blood in our body. Mm, maybe don't move your jaw while I'm doing this. They go very still. Again, it, it is an unnatural stillness that they are keeping for you. I must have brought band-aids. I'm going to put a band-aid <laughs> on, <laughs> on the blind air. What kind of band-aid? Uh, dinosaur band-aid. I was going to say Spongebob, but dinosaur <laughs> is just as good, if not better. Dinosaur band-aid is very good. <laughs> Dinosaur for the dinosaur. <laughs> but yeah, you are able to draw the amount of, in water quotes, blood that you need in order to forge a knife. 
And not sure doesn't seem any worse off for it. That's good. Alright. Do you... I'm making a lot of assumptions here. Do you need to eat? Like humans have to restore blood by like eating, you know? We are taking in the magical energies around us to replenish our form. Well, if you feel lightheaded or need to lean on somebody, let me know. I would rather you did not fall and crack your skull. Understood. And then they rise. And it's obvious that they're just doing it via some form of levitation. They don't like push themselves up onto their feet. They are floating about a foot off the floor. Well, we'll proceed forward on your schedule. Yes, we can. We can move to Maze's chamber immediately. Do you require time to exchange cartridges? Um, I don't know, do I? I imagine Steiner made it pretty simple. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably, like, just take a moment to drop off the other cartridge so I'm not carrying it around with me. Yeah, valid. <laughs> just a, hi, Steiner. Hi, Gregory. Bye, Steiner. Bye, Gregory. Bye, Rexon. Steiner, <laughs> you've got this capsule of this sky blue fluid that Roxanne she was go- said she was going to get blood. Uh, I suppose it's a form of blood. Once you are back and have the new cartridge loaded in and indicate that you're ready to go, Notcher floats on out the front door of the central building and the two of you levitate up and up and up to the second sun that is Meza's resting place. And Notcher's definitely taking his time here. So the first time you went up was a lot faster. You're definitely being ascended at a much slower speed. And they take longer to open up the aperture inside and once it's open they take a moment to float in yeah understandable god I'm just imagining like the looks we're getting (laughs) you know blind air in the flesh yep the two of you get in and now Notcher drops to their feet and actually walks and it is slow and unsteady. It's very much baby deer kind of walking. Yep, 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 yep. And you get to Meza's bedroom and they are asleep exactly as you left them. They appear not to have stirred even the slightest bit. 
yeah, that seems... that makes sense. I would hope they hadn't moved. Yeah. And Notcher crawls up into bed with them and arranges themselves so Maze's head is in their lap. And... Again, oh, the blind boy. air is blind, so... They're, they're not looking at the lover, but their eyes are pointed at them like they're trying to. Yeah. Are we going to have to uh, wake them up again for this? Feels like an awful rude thing to do. No, we would very much prefer that they not be awake for this. Yeah. I would also prefer it that way. Alright, uh, anything specific that I should do? Or will From the Arm do? From the Arm should be sufficient. Alright. I just take the blood quietly and try to act like I'm not even there. There is a moment as you like go to insert the needle when Notcher asks you to wait. <laughs> and the room just kind of hangs for a minute before they tell you it's okay. And... And you insert the needle and start up the machine. And again, the blood is not red. It is gold, shining gold that flows from their body into the collection machine. Huh. And as it is drawn, something starts to happen to Mesa starts at the bottom of their feet it's like their skin starts to flake away and there is again shining gold underneath it and it peels back more and more and more and it's seems like their skin was just a shell around something that has the same size and shape. But then that same something starts to dissolve from the heels up. The lover begins to disintegrate. And even after the machine dings that you have drawn everything you need and you pull the needle out, it keeps going. And right about when the legs have finished dissolving, Notcher starts crying. And it's a loud, ugly cry. 
wailing that you don't know, but it can be heard all the way back down at the surface of Elysium, and it is childlike. I sit down cross-legged on the floor and I wait with them. It's hard to say how long it takes, but eventually the last bit of the true love ceases to exist. And the blind air is left with an empty lap, and they collapse in on themselves and cry harder. I just wait as long as it takes. It takes the time. They do regain themselves eventually. There's no tears on their face, although they wipe at it like there should be as they sit back up. Yeah, I just, uh, I give them all the time that they need, even if it means sitting in silence for a couple hours. There's no way to tell how long it winds up being exactly. It is a long time before they're able to move off the bed back to a standing position. They are trembling again. It's not quite the same as it was before. I stand up then. You know, I'm just going to keep quiet until the blind air is ready to talk. And if they start leaving, I leave with them until we get out of the cabbage. I'm not just going to cabbage, cottage. I'm going to see them back to their room, I guess, is what I'm going to do at the very least. Yeah. It becomes apparent on their body language that they keep expecting you to speak first, but then they understand that you're just not going to. So they roll their shoulders and roll their neck. We are sorry you had to see that. You have no reason to apologize. There's I didn't know that was going to happen. But uh I wasn't sure if it would have been better to let you be alone or not, but I figured nobody should have to deal with with that alone, even if it is (laughs) with somebody that is 
almost a stranger to you. The strangerhood between us is quite one-sided, Roxanne. That's fair. We have known you for thousands of years at this point. And we knew them for longer. And we knew that today would be coming. And we thought we were ready. And we were not. I don't think anybody ever is. We shouldn't keep you. I'm not needed or the rest of this. If you want me to come back, I will. We think we would appreciate being surrounded. Let me drop this off, and I will be right back then. And I give the blind air a hug. I give Notcher a hug. They feel too stiff to reciprocate. They do sort of nuzzle their face into your chest a bit. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And probably after too long, I let go and drop the blood off back at the lab. They really don't need me there for it. It's not like I know anything about turning blood into weapons of uh, capable of murdering what is closest possibly to a god. Right. Steiner, for your end, on forging them, despite the blood being strange, the process is exactly the same. Your The fire from your crown is still more than sufficient to melt the resulting ores into a state Morton can work with. And He was already working on Roxanne's, but once that's done, he gets to work on the other two. Roxanne, I don't know how long you spend in Elysium when you get back there you and Notcher head back down to the surface and it's not just your little coterie of angels that comes it's it's a it's a massive gathering every angel that resides here most of which you've never met all are gathered around Notcher, and, and it's too many to like pack in close. The ring eventually gets to be quite large, but you are kept in the center as long as you like. And whether you are in Elysium to experience it or not, everybody does experience over the course of the next day and a half the three knives coming together. First, it's Roxanne's. 
the knife of the escort and as, as the as as the feeling the essence of it issues out like it always does you get the feeling that maybe escort is just the word that Gregory picked to match in English to whatever it initially was because that it doesn't quite feel right it's it's this feeling everybody has of sometimes it's it you take them gently by the hand sometimes you clap your hand on the back of their neck and steer them sometimes it's arm and arm sometimes you're in front leading sometimes you're behind pushing but it's guiding people through the worst to become their best is what everybody feels as the knife comes together. And Roxanne, if you're still in Elysium, you can feel it from there. Presumably transmitting through the holes in the Deadlands and getting all the way to Elysium. Which means that if you stick around for the rest of them, if you stay for the following day, the funeral, the wake, certainly lasts longer than a day, so you can leave whenever you feel like, but the second knife coming together to the inheritor you all experience the sensation of a mountain settling onto your shoulders. The weight of a whole world and the expectations thereof just being placed on you by something even greater. But your spine is strong and your posture is straight. And you will bear it out because who else could but you? And then the true love. It sounds so simple, but it's the love and admiration of for a person who would set aside so much of themselves, so much of their time take on infinite amounts of violence into themselves to forge a world that you could live happily in. And of knowing that that person could reshape a reality just for you sees you as their equal and wants you to be there with them. And Steiner, when you get the latter two knives, unlike the rest, they match their colors. The knife of the inheritor is sky blue, and the knife of the true love is bright gold. And now you are down to only three left. Roxanne, how are you doing? I am holding on. I am simply doing my best to be there for somebody that maybe I don't necessarily like a lot, but somebody that I don't think should have to feel the things that they are feeling. 
All right. There comes a point at the end of the wake where they just... Everybody can tell. Notcher is as good as they're going to get. So the crowd disperses, and... It's just the two of you now. Can I tell you something? Of course. I... don't think I'm really upset at you all that much. And... It frustrates me that I'm not upset at you anymore. But even if I was, I think that I'm a big enough person to be able to say Even the people you hate deserve compassion. Even the people who have wronged you deserve compassion. That's just the kind of thing I want to be true. And... I wish I was I wish I was the kind of person that was strong enough to tell you I forgive you earlier because I know I know you didn't do any of this out of malice and I know you're hurting right now, but I don't want you to think that I hold it against you. I just didn't want that to go unsaid. We are afraid we don't know if we should accept. We have not told you the truth of why we changed you. The reason we gave was a lie. You were never too human. It was something else. And we're not sure if now is the correct time to tell you. But we don't think we can accept any form of absolution until we have told you. Well, you know what? When you're ready, you can tell me. When you think it's the right time, you can tell me. And 
and I can't control when you will feel ready to be forgiven. It's not in my power. But I've decided that I forgive you anyway. And I've decided that I'm not going to let anything change how I feel about that. that we will hold true to what we said as you are holding true to what you said. We will give you the full story. Not today, though. Of course. Let me know when you're ready. Yes. And I think there are people at home that probably miss me, though. So I'm going to go out. If we do not see you again before it is time for you to fight, please be safe. I'll do my best. I don't have any intention of dying. And they'll just kind of hang there in the air. Do not pat a blind air on the head. <laughs> I know you want to do it, just resist. Now is not the time, nor the place. At the blind air on the shoulder, and then I disappear. All right. All right, everybody. Who's next? I am. All right. Your thing or my thing? You are the only one who has freedom of this choice today. Oh, jeez. Uh, dang. Let's do my thing. All right. So, paint me a scene then, Colin. So, what I am doing is I am currently... Actually, I think it would be easiest to... I was going to go with Magpie, but uh, it would actually be easiest to go to Roxanne and... You're like, hey, Roxanne, uh, I have a favor I need to ask. Can you take me to the coven in the Deadlands? Yeah, I can do that. Cool. I'm hoping at least one of them remembers me. I would not be surprised if they did. All right, uh... I, I will tell her that I will go over, like, physically to her place, so that way, whatever Roxanne needs to do to get the, the coven prepared for visitors can happen. That happens in the Deadlands, so... Oh, okay. Well, then you can come and get me, then. I just go and get you, and... 
arm on your shoulder, teleport us into the Deadlands. Three, two, one, go. Yeah! Zorch. Now I'm thinking about Chex's quest. Anyway, I take the little earring off to signal that I'm on my way. And wait a couple seconds. I go, Grant, there might be, like, monsters. We might just, like, pop up in the middle of monsters, so be ready. All right. Be really, really embarrassing and shitty if you, like, died in all of this. I'm just saying, please don't die. I'll be very mad at you. I mean, you just... You wouldn't have to go far to kick my ass if I do die, so... I don't want to have to kick your ass. I know you don't. I have watched enough people die this week. All right, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) After you say, here we go, and grab my children, I go, wait, wait, what? And then between wait and what is when we disappear and reappear. And it seems like that little bit of bickering was precisely the amount of time necessary for the fight that was happening to resolve. Hey, look, I don't ha- I'm not going to have to worry about you dying and me kicking your ass. It's fine. That's great. I love not having my ass kicked. Everybody's just sort of spread out. There are smoking patches of ground from where Margaret has just been firing annihilation beams. There's weird Deadlands plant life just growing like gnarled kudzu out of the ground and stretching straight up. There's a chalk dinosaur just kind of stomping around. Yeah, no, that that tracks. Yeah. That's the most normal (laughs) thing here, honestly. I tell Hilti that I like her dinosaur. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I worked very hard on it. Yeah, it's a good dinosaur. Almost everybody looks confused at your presence, Grant, except Agnes and Phoebe. You can read recognition on their faces. And in fact, Agnes like walks over and stands in front of you and like turns to the rest of the group, sweeps her hand across you and says, Everybody, this is Grant. He's Roxanne's brother. He had to destroy himself, which made him forgotten by all of you, so don't freak out. You've definitely met him. He knows all of you. It's going to be weird. Let's just be cool about it. And everybody just nods sagely. I wave hi. At least they don't remember you getting attacked by all those birds. No, no, Agnes definitely remembers that. It was just the one bird. It was just, and it was also just the one bird. It was the one bird, and it was Agnes's one bird. Yeah. She's the one who remembers. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, Agnes, I'm actually glad that you remembered me, because this makes what I'm about to ask a lot more simple. Can you teach me more about self-magic? Yeah, and teach all kinds of things about it. Is there anything in particular you want to know? It's it's like, you're not asking me to teach you to throw a fireball. You are coming up to me and saying, teach me fire magic. So it's like, okay, that's a lot. Yeah, um, just what are my options? 
Uh, okay. Um, well, there's, uh, knowledge. You can learn how to access other people's selves to learn about them. You can uh, do what Phoebe does, which is she's plugged into other selves, so she knows what other people know about you. Um, wait, do, what, what, what do you want this for? Do you want this for offense? Do you want this for defense? Do you want this for intelligence? Do you want this for enhancements? Is it possible that wild speculation if I placed a part of myself in a phylactery I could use it for healing selves okay hold on so you're asking me so that that first bit like we can consider in a minute you're just asking me can you use self magic to heal yeah yes all right yeah, let's let's do self magic. Let's start with that. Like that seems to be a little bit of a priority. Um, this probably won't be the only time I come to you. I want to learn a lot more about it, but like it's just for right now. Let's concentrate on the healing thing. Okay. Now, unfortunately, since you don't have a functioning self right now. We can't actually use you. We have to use somebody else. And she like turns to the rest of the group. Does anyone want to volunteer to get a little bit beat up for this guy's sake? And everybody is kind of looking at each other. (laughs) Because they all like Roxanne just fine, but you're a complete stranger to the rest of them. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to be like, go up to Phoebe and like, hey, let me punch you. She's an old lady and I like her too much. (laughs) You know, I'll do it. If I come out of this roughly in the same shape that I that I came in, I I would be fine with getting beat up a little bit. Pretty good at it. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Roxanne, get comfortable. You're not actually going to be moving a whole lot during this exercise. Uh, do you need me to be standing? No. I fucking sit down, cross my legs, put my elbows on my knees, and put my knuckles to my chin, and just sit there. All right, Grant. So, first things first... Self-magic means interacting with the self, which means you have to get into the space. So, before we can do anything, we got to get access to Roxanne's self. So, just like I taught you, you haven't forgotten. Nope, I haven't forgotten that one. Uh, so, I guess just roll weird. Yeah, give me a weird roll. Uh, do I get the plus one from my arm for this? I don't remember. No, this is not use magic. Right. Eleven. Eleven. Nice. Well done. So, you, just like Agnes taught you before, sit down, take your meditative stance, focus 
your connection with that liminal space on Roxanne and push in. And I didn't give you any penalties because I'm assuming Roxanne doesn't fight it at all as it comes in. Nope, I volunteered for this. Cool. So you feel yourself enter Roxanne's self-space. And Roxanne, you don't feel it happen. Nothing changes for you. And Grant, hers is just like yours in terms of its main configuration. There is Roxanne's self in front of you and then out in the infinite space there are the dotted lights of all of the other selves resting in all of the other people and Roxanne's self looks different than yours I mean obviously there's still the the same sort of like it is a golden silhouette of Roxanne except Roxanne has a very different self-image than you do. Because, you know, you're a guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean that along, like, gender lines, but also Roxanne is an angel and yeah. a shapeshifter. I, I, I figured that was part of it, yeah. I'm imagining, like, the silhouette just, like, has not dark spots, per se, but different colored spots where, like, eyes would be. Uh, not dark, but it's the the gold is a slightly different tint. Yeah. And there's a bit of a fluidity to it, whereas yours was just, like, stable. Right, because of the until you Until you cut it open, Roxanne has, not just because of the shape-shifting, but throughout the course of her life, Roxanne has, a much, has had a much more fluid relationship with her entire being and so a representation of that being is more fluid right and then you know you, you take a minute to acclimate yourself to the space and then you notice that with no fanfare at all Agnes has joined you in here and she takes you by the hand and leads you up to Roxanne's self and you are close to it now within arm's reach and Agnes says alright so once you've got it like this what you need to do is you need to acquaint yourself with it for the purposes of healing it it can be pretty surface level acquaintance but you do need to establish a connection with it so that you can actually change it in a non-violent way. Okay. So, Grant, how do you do that? I just reach out and... I don't necessarily touch it, because I don't know if that will mess things up irreversibly or not. But I, like, put my hand near it and close my eyes and just concentrate on basically everything I know about Roxanne. I'm not going to make you roll for it because again, Roxanne isn't resisting. 
But Roxanne, now you feel something happen. There is this peculiar sensation of like, it, it doesn't occupy any one particular place in your body. It's, it's like in, in your heart, in your soul. You just feel your brother. He's there with you. That's disconcerting and also heartwarming. Okay. <laughs> and once that connection is established, Agnes tells you, okay, now hold that. I'll be right back. And she vanishes from the space and she walks over to you, Roxanne, and kneels next to you and pulls a small knife from her boot. Tells you, all right, I'm going to cut you. Just be ready for it, okay? All right. Not the face, please. <laughs> Is there anywhere in particular you would like it? I don't care. It's fine. I've got scars. Well, probably won't have any if uh, everything goes right. And she'll just give you a cut on your bicep, just on the outside of it. Not deep, but it's also not like something you just wouldn't care about if it happened to you. You, you do bleed from it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Grant, with your connection, you just become aware of that wound. Okay. It's, it's like an attribute has popped up cut on left bicep. You are just fully aware of the full extent of it. You know how it feels to Roxanne. You know how it felt as she was being cut. You know the ache and the throb and the feel of the air of the Deadlands upon it. And it, it is a little bit frightening how much detail you have on this one singular wound. That's because the entirety of this wound is being taken in by the self and you are plugged into herself. I like to imagine that Grant just kind of winces. Like he's feeling the cut happening on his own arm and then realizes that's probably impossible, but geez, it's weird. <laughs> and then Agnes is back in the space with you. Like, so, feel that? Yeah. Yeah, I felt that all right. Okay. So, if you're going to heal somebody, that's what you need to be looking out for. You have to establish the connection, and then you have to find whatever wound you are trying to fix. It's easy right now because the wound is new. You were connected when it happened, so you felt it form on the self. But... You might have to go hunting if you form the connection after the wound happens. It'll depend on the wound. If you're trying to heal someone's leg getting blown off, that will be so major you'll be able to just reach out and grab it right away. But if it's something more minor, you, you might have to do some searching. Right. And now for fixing it. And I want to, I want you to look at me, Grant Harrison. Look me in the eyes. All right. Yeah, he does. Modifying another person's self 
is the most dangerous thing you could possibly do with them. This is the core of Roxanne's existence. So if you ever make any changes to it, you need to make damn sure that they are the changes you want to be made. You need to get this exactly right because you might not have a second chance. Be clear? Crystal. Okay. You are going to find that wound on herself. And you are going to erase it. Okay. Um, so I concentrate on the cut that was on the it's an upper left bicep. Yeah, left bicep. Yep, I'm going to concentrate on that cut on the left bicep, and I'm going to try and mend it shut. Now you are going to roll use magic. Okay. 14! 14. Nice. There's no advanced effect that I could give you here. Yeah, fair enough. Like, it's just... <laughs> I-, I wasn't going to ask for it. But you reach out and you channel all of your knowledge. I imagine that you take a lot longer to make this spell happen than you usually do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's going to take, like... Usually, magic spells only take a couple seconds because I'm just so used to, like, spouting them out. This one probably takes a good 30 seconds or more. You enunciate every syllable hyper clearly. You make sure your gestures are perfect along every line, and you fix the image of just fixing Roxanne's arm in your head absolute clarity just to be perfectly safe it's like basically the first couple of weeks for training to do the life magic stuff yeah and as it happens Roxanne you feel the wound on your arm just cease to exist it isn't like the flesh mends itself the cut doesn't like close and the muscle fibers re-knot it's more like the wound just kind of brushes off you like a flake of skin it's like it was never there yeah no scar or anything when you check it out and grant for your part you can feel as that characteristic of Roxanne's self just ceases to be. I actually know what we can do with the 14. A couple scars that Roxanne already had also clear up. (laughs) I feel mildly annoyed about it. (laughs) (laughs) As you settle out of this cast spell, Agnes is... (sighs) Okay. Good job. Thanks. Now, getting good at that is just repetition. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like any other form of magic or, you know, martial art or like any given skill. Yeah, any given skill. It's like you just got to keep practicing it and eventually you'll get better. 
Unfortunately, you do not have 10,000 hours until Doomsday. Nope, but this will help with, like, the major wounds that are suffered, like, after the fact. Obviously, we need to just find the dimension that it's connected to Earth that is the hyperbolic time chamber. So, to whatever extent Roxanne is okay with just being cut up and then Grant fixes it, you can practice this rote again and again and again. Right. Roxanne is a person who headbutt um who headbutt the wretch. I feel like she's pretty <laughs> okay with like getting hurt for productive reasons. Okay. So again, this is a controlled environment. Roxanne isn't fighting your influence and she's not stressed out and trying to fight something on the outside. So this is as easy as it can possibly be for you. Right. But under these ideal circumstances, you do get good enough at it that you won't require guidance to repeat it in three weeks. Okay. And once you do reach that point, Agnes asks you, all right, that's about as good as I can get you outside of a live fire situation, unless we have 10,000 hours to get you good at it. So no, from here on out, not. it's, yeah. So from here on out, it's just you and doing your best and not screwing up. Was there anything else you wanted to learn? Uh, there is, but I don't think we really have the time to do it. So like I said, I'll probably come back after everything's all said and done. At least tell me what it what it is, so I can ruminate on it till then. Um. Next lesson, let's do defense. We'll 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 pick up on how to protect that sort of stuff uh, using the self. Okay. Yeah. So, question: Is it because mm-hmm. I know I came? I know you said we get back to this after the lesson. Um, so I did put a small part of myself in a phylactery and once it's all, once all the stuff has happened, I've told the person who I entrusted myself with to smash that phylactery so it would come back into me. Is it? Uh, you might want to call them and tell them to not. Because if yourself is unmoored when its containment is broken, it might just disintegrate. Thank you. I will give way a call on that. Um, but the, the real question I had was if I... With that part of myself back inside me I know healing it to the extent that it was is impossible I've made my peace with that months ago but I'm hoping that there's a way to 
heal it to the point where it can start functioning normally again. So even if I start from a zero space, I can still make connections and such with people. Is there a way that I could use self-magic to do that? Or would you not even know? Because this is, like, as far as I know, something that's never happened before. As far as I know, no one's ever tried to do this. That being said, you bring that fragment to me, I'll give you all the time in the world to figure it out. And I'll give you every drop of expertise I have on getting it figured out. Thank you. Uh, Is there any title you want, since technically you're my teacher in this now? Just Agnes. Thank you, Agnes. Uh, And then I will hold my hand out to shake. She will shake your hand. Alright, and then I will leave the space from inside Roxanne with her. I'll say my goodbyes to everyone. I will... I, I know that uh, I know that they will all probably have forgotten me because I uh, I went into the self, but I do want to ask Hildy what kind of candy she wants next time I come over. Oh, she wants some chocolate. She wants chocolate. Okay, I go. All right, you won't remember that I asked you about this, but Agnes will. So when I come over and I and I hand you some some chocolate. Agnes will make sure that you know that it's, a, that it's safe, alright? Well, it'll be an extra double surprise then. Yeah! She looks very happy. <laughs> and also, like, once you eg- exited the space, Agnes, like, broke off to go talk to the others and, like, partway through, mm-hmm. Gwendolyn kind of put her in a bit of a headlock and knocked off her hat and is giving her a nookie. (laughs) Uh, Those girls are going to be alright. Alright, and then as soon as we are back in uh, in whatchamacallit uh, Earth? uh, Yes! Oh my god. As soon as we're back on Earth, I call Wayne. I'm like, hey, Wayne, remember how I told you to smash the phylactery on the 23rd? Don't do it. No, I've been told it's a bad idea. <laughs> Way does accept the changed instructions. Okay. By the way, I smack Grant in the back of the head for fixing those scars. What? They made me look cool. I didn't do it on purpose. <sighs> Whatever. So, Steiner. Yeah. Uh, I would ask you which one we're doing, but circumstances have conspired to make it so that uh, we're doing the thing that I have planned for you. Okie dokie. So, one afternoon, you are in your lab training with Cam, and you are advancing the Gregory Phi sub shard that is specifically dedicated to getting good at fighting Adel and 
You have been putting in the hours, and it is quite good at this point. By now, you've got about an 85% shot of getting it right every single time Cam jumps. And, you know, Cam isn't going to be one-to-one to Adel, but it's going to be near enough that you're going to be in pretty good shape. And likewise, your body has been acclimating to its new capabilities. It takes you a while to get going. You're a bit like a diesel engine. You have to spin up to it. But once you actually do get going, you are able to keep pace with somebody who fights almost exclusively via teleporting around the room at hyperspeed. But that's not the focus of today. The focus of today is during this training, as you and Cam are sizing each other up, got your swords pointed at each other, waiting for one or the other to make a move, Gregory pipes in through the intercom. Edwin, Emery is here and is asking to speak to you. All right, all right, all right. Tell them one moment. Um, apologies, we're going to have to put a little bit of hold on this. Yeah, no problem, boss. Sorry. Just step out of the training room and I head over to greet Emery. Yeah, and they're just chilling on your couch. Lunchbot has brought them a nice cool drink. They are sipping on it, and... Of note, they have a satchel in it that looks to be full of some kind of blocks. Good day, Emery. It's rare for you to pay me a visit, not vice versa. Um, y- yes. Uh, I, I have a project that I would like your help on. Well, of course. What can I help you with? Um, so... So, uh, when we were fighting the king and the queen, um, and I got mind-controlled, and I hit Roxanne. Right. That's that's not the first time that kind of thing has happened to me. Um, I, I don't really have much in the way of magical defenses. Magpie says I'm inert. I, I don't have any magic in me. I don't have the ability to resist it as a result. Hmm. Um, so th- this this has always been a, a problem, and I've always been concerned about it. We've never had a good way to deal with it. Um, there's, you know, Magpie could shield me, but then she's occupied. That uh, was really the best we've been able to come up with. But um, I remembered... Uh, last month when you tested me to see if I could be the wounded. And we we made that ingot from my blood and Qualia ch- checked it and she said it had anti-magic properties. Okay, I think I see where you're going with this. Right, so... So, um... I've been busy. I've been going from 
the spring court to the fall court back and forth and back and forth to get this ready. And they reach into their satchel and they pull out an ingot and it's a much darker red than all the others. And they hold it out to you to take it. Yeah, all right. And when you grab it, you experience just the most disgusting feeling you've felt in your life. It is like you have just this tremendous amount of magic coursing through you every second of every day. But when you take the ingot, it feels like all of it is being sucked out of you through your hand. And you just feel sick all over. No offense, but this is incredibly unpleasant to hold. I'm going to set it down. Yeah, um... So... So I, I had the thought of, um... You know, if my blood... Could have... Um, some anti-magic properties... Um... What would my bone marrow do? Hmm... So I've, I've been, um, and they tilt the bag and you can see like six, seven ingots in there. I've, I've, I've been busy. Mind, God, yes, you have. That is not a pleasant thing to extract. I know that much. Um, the, the spring court can make it a lot less unpleasant, but it, yeah, it wasn't great. Really? And now I, I've, I've been thinking, I've been thinking, and I, I know, I know what I want to do with one of these ingots, and that's, um, my, my cane. I want to coat the head and the tip to, 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 to make it a better weapon, but, uh, for, for the rest of it, for the other... Uh, for the other six. Uh, hmm. Steiner, do you do you read comic books much at all? Uh, on occasion, yes. Are, how much do you know about Wolverine? I am aware of the character. Yeah. I was going to suggest subdermal implants, but that's a little bit farther. I, I mean... I I don't know if we have to go that far, but that was my thought. Well, the problems that I'm seeing with this, um, I'm sure we can figure out a way around them, is that if you have to, you know, be healed by a magic, and this is coating your bones, it will make it quite difficult to heal those bones. Right. So, again, my first instinct is a subdermal implant, which, while still fairly drastic, could at least be, in an extreme circumstance, quickly removed. Yeah, yeah. Granted, probably making whatever it is worse, but it would solve the problem of blocking the healing. I'm, 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 I'm not exceptionally married to the idea of coating my bones. I I just... Th- that's sort of the genre of it 
that I'm going for. I I don't want it to have it be a, a suit of armor that could be pulled off of me in the heat of combat. That's probably more sensible, yes. Why even bring up Wolverine at all, then? Uh, it's the first thing I could think of. Uh, someone who's had a special material coating their skeleton and is more powerful because of it. it that, just, that's what my mind went to. But you're coating, you'd be coating the outside of your bones with the inside of it. It's just... Hmm. Not the point. Right, so... Let's see. Perhaps we can do some sort of... I don't know. Maybe we can, like... Perhaps we could weave this. Maybe like into, like, a a jacket or a hoodie or something. Just spitballing ideas. Hmm. I know you you can weave metal very finely, but... Or certain types of metal, but... Not sure the malleability of this, the death. Hmm. I'm going to have to run experiments. Materials testing. What fun. Oh, well, um. If you wind up destroying it, I can always make more. So. I. will use small samples. I'm not going to just chuck a brick at the wall and see what happens. Sure, sure, sure. Gregory, I assume you've been listening in. Let's fire up materials testing and get to work. See what we can make out of this. I am already on it. Research documents have already been opened. Good lad. Would you like to come along with us? It is, um, it is your material. Quite literally. Uh, yeah, I, I'd be interested to see how this goes. Unless you have something else to do. Um, n- n- not in particular. We are, we are choosing to leave the desert alone until things are done. We want to be in top health. We don't want to risk it. Okay, I just understand that time is at a bit of a premium right now. This could take a little bit, but I will devote my full attention to this for the meantime. Um, oh, uh, Gregory, would you let Cam know that um, we're finishing training for today? Will do, Ivan. And invite him in. He might have some unique insight to this. At the very least, he should know what's going on. And then Cam is just inside the room. Still not used to that. What are we? Uh, what, what are we doing today, boss? <sighs> well, Emery has a rather unique anti-magical property to themselves, and we are attempting to. Well, my first thought is that I can perhaps weave this into a thread and make a garment out of it that would protect them from, you know, magical attacks. I'm going to do some materials testing on it, and, well, I just wanted to know if you wanted to hang out or something. I, I don't have anything else to be doing. Happy to just sit in the room, be present. Yeah, unique perspectives are always welcome on these sorts of things. All right. So let's take a sample off of it. Do some strength testing. How f- just malleability? How far can I stretch this? Does it yeah. stretch at all? Flexibility? It, all that. The the reading you get is that it actually seems to be quite similar to 
gold. Oh, excellent. And its mechanical properties. I can use the hell out of that. Yeah. I can make probably if let's see, okay. If it's similar to gold and I can get this thing, I can get this molecule thin. Let's see if it holds up the anti-magic properties molecule thin. I can make like a s- several sets of clothing out of this. So let's do that next. Testing just how anti-magical this is. Anti-magic yeah. gold schlager. <laughs> it definitely seems to be proportional to volume. The right. less you have of it, the less effective it is. When you when you cut off a a, a tiny cube, it's the the feeling still happens, but it is significantly lessened than when it was in the bulk ingot. All right, so we're not going to be we're not going to be gilding anything with this part. If we weave it into a thread, and actually, what is the? I don't even know the time. But if we make it into a thread and then weave it into clothing, it should be enough. Hmm. All right, now we have to do some fashion design. That's not exactly my forte. I, I'm I'm still concerned at the prospect of losing the garment in combat. Hmm. I I don't want to suddenly have all of my defenses stripped from me um, when we're down there fighting Adel. Yes, that's a valid concern. So no anti-magic quiddy then? As as fun of an idea as it is, no, I, I, I think the implants would be better. Right, can I make a suggestion? I mean, we can do both. I have enough material here if I can... What's your thought, Chloe? Tattoo. (laughs) Hmm. I mean, with the way tattoos work, they basically stay forever because the immune system holds holds the injected material in place. That does kind of remove the easily removable if needed thing. Well, not easily removable, but... Yeah. I guess you could take, like, a belt sander. No. I don't like that. No. Well, if you're going to do healing anyway... No. (laughs) It's like surgery. You got to cut a little bit before you can start the healing process. Christ. You know, with power tools. The only other (laughs) thing I I would say is, like... Maybe you're looking at it the wrong way. Maybe instead of going for something that can be removed, maybe look for something that it can be alloyed with, considering it is a metal. Maybe you can find a magic metal that has healing properties. That way you don't have to worry about it as much. Anyway, I'll stop interrupting. It's a good thought. The other the issue with that is, again, that the anti-magic properties of Emery's bone marrow metal are directly proportional to the volume. So, you know, if you alloy it, then you decrease the volume by whatever percent the alloyed material is present. So are the subtle implants still the course of action you're considering here? I I, I think so. I, I don't want it to be removed, and also it, it allows me an element of surprise. Yes, I think if we design these right, they'd also for have the benefit of a, a little bit of protection. 
subdermal armor. I mean, more or less, you're not going to stop a scraped knee, but you might, you know, say stop somebody from uh, disemboweling you, which is always unpleasant. Stop, stop, stop an angel from stabbing me in the heart again, maybe. Yes, the sternum, we could just do a big plate right over the sternum, that would work. I want to keep the flexibility in the ribs, but the sternum, yes. Well, well, I'm, I'm game for anything. Right, this is going to be, this is something I'm not quite as familiar with as, say, replacing a limb, but I'm a first learner. So while that's, let's see, going to start design process, manufacture, and I'll need to brush up on my dermal anatomy knowledge. I won't make you roll for any of that. Thank I you. am, however, going to make you use the move. I can make you stronger. I mean, that's, that is a roll. Yeah. I mean, I meant rolling for research and shit like that. Alright. Roll plus weird. Boy, I hope I don't mess this up and have to use a luck point because I am down to three. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Ten. That is the maximum amount of success I could... Well, I could, you know, roll higher, but that's not going to help any. So, two options. Permanent plus one ongoing to one basic move. Permanent one, permanent one armor value. Natural attack from the monstrous playbook. Yep. And, uh... Emery is going to take the armor and take the monstrous attack... Because now that they've done this move twice, once for the leg and now for the implants, I mean, they're an NPC, so they don't have a playbook, but if they did, they would now be changing from the mundane to the monstrous. Yeah, monstrous is a state of mind. <laughs> I've been there. That's not so bad. So, Emery is... It, it, it takes days to get this figured out and you know it, it isn't constant working you have other things to do other projects to work on but you you do manage to fabricate the implants the ingots are pretty small to begin with so you don't really have much in the way of leftovers once they're all properly created but you get them implanted question that only really affects flavor how much has Steiner integrated magic into his like medical tools because that's I a was literally now. going to make the joke <laughs> and then I like realized what I was about to say thanks to modern magical medical practices this is an outpatient procedure but <laughs> Not really with this one. You are able to do a tiny amount of healing, but it requires you to, like, pull large fractions of the batteries that you've been storing up from when the knives give off their massive torrent. That's a lot of magic. Yeah. Significant fractions for even small amounts of healing around the implants. Yeah, well, I imagine that Steiner 
is smart enough to have A, seen this coming, and then as minimal invasive procedures as possible, considering he has, you know, an army of robots at his disposal, he can do some pretty fine work. Mm-hmm. And so there's just stitching to heal up. Yeah. And Emery's fucking tough as nails, so they can right. ride out that process no problem. All right, so regardless of the magical healing, I do want you to take you. I do want you to take these immune suppressants uh, for a few days, just on the off chance that your body rejects the metal, which it shouldn't, seeing it it is made from you. But you never know what these things. It's all. We're breaking new ground here. This is entirely new territory. Who can say what's going to happen? Right, right. No problem. Don't ask how I got those. <laughs> I mean, the the same way you got the the ones from when you gave me the leg, right? Right. Entirely legally. Yeah. Not not worth questioning. <sighs> so, just uh, every morning and every night, just a dare quick check for any redness or swelling or any other signs of infection. You know the drill at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'll give myself a full checkup every day. And I suppose once we are certain that you have healed up nicely from this, we could give it a test run in a controlled environment. Right, yeah. And it's... As you are like finishing up the the doctor talk to Emery, Morton comes up and has Emery's cane on the end of a pair of long tongs, and they're and he's like holding it well away from his body. It's really unpleasant to touch, isn't it? It is exceptionally unpleasant to touch. I imagine it won't feel like that for you, but. Emery takes it, uh, gets a little bit of feeling for how the heft has changed, how the center of mass has been modified, rolls it around their fingers, takes a couple steps back from everybody, gives it a couple swings. Uh, Yeah, it's heavier on the end, but I think I like that. I think it's going to let me hit harder. Well, please don't go swinging it around today. You just did come out of surgery, regardless of, you know, magical healing being what it is. I'd rather not rupture, have you rupture anything right now. Give it a few days. All right, 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 right. I'll, uh, I'll take it easy, best I can. I understand you are probably eager to play with your new toy, but again, please trust your doctor. Yeah, I, I, I know, I, they pat their chest. I, I don't want to screw this up for the end of the month. I'm, I'm going to rest assured I'm going to take this more seriously than you think I need to. Right, well, that said, um, I didn't have anything else on the docket today. Do you want to grab some dinner? Yeah, like that. Morton, come with? Certainly. Let me go put my other face on. What are we feeling? You ask two people, you get three different answers. Maybe don't take them out for burgers. <laughs> Cam fucking pops in. You don't know if he eats, but he recommends sushi anyways. Yeah, maybe something light. That could be nice. 
<laughs> the three of you can go get dinner. Steiner, anytime you've like get close to Emery, like if you're walking shoulder to shoulder and one of your gates sways enough that you wind up touching each other, it is unpleasant. Hmm. It's going to take some getting used to. Uh, oh, oh, I just had a thought. I wonder if I can get into the Feywilds anymore now. Hmm. There's probably enough magic there, but you might... You're going to be very uncomfortable. You're going to make everyone around you very uncomfortable. Oh, that's, that's going to be a mess. Something to test if 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 I survive. Hmm. <sighs> All right. Oh, hold on. Did I remember to... Did I... I leveled up last time. Did I take my advancement? You said that you had no idea what you wanted to take. Yeah, that sounds right. Because you were tired. It was a four hour and 40 minute session. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, let's see, what am I at? Four? God, what are the rest of the moves from my playbook? I'm going to take Devastating. It's just plus one to all damage. Yeah. Great. If I'm going to hit hard, I, I may as well hit harder. I love it. I love that I have this hyper-dangerous four-harm ignore armor dude. Well, we're going to... St- we're trying to stop the end of the world. Yeah, I in know. Any other, <laughs> in any other campaign, I'd be overpowered, yes. I, I just... It means I have to... <laughs> Think about my uh, harm values on my monsters. I don't have too many of them left, but it's only the one attack that does armor piercing. Yeah. Just like this unceasingly polite weapon of war. Alright, so, Roxanne. Yep. So, right around, let's say the 9th, the afternoon of the 9th, pretty close to when we're gonna pick up to our next hunt, you have a, that, that tugging feeling inside yourself. It's Adol wanting you to come visit. Oh, fuck. Oh, I should have expected this. I mean, I can't say anything other than I, I guess I go. Like, I'm not going to ignore it. Okay. Uh, again, I asked you last time. I'm going to ask you this time. Do you just show up on top of them? Or, you know, you should show up a little ways off and walk the rest of the way? show up a little ways off and walk the rest of the way? Alright. As you approach, uh, Adol is down at ground level and there's something a little bit uncanny about him. It takes you a minute to realize for the first time, his feet are touching the ground. I, I don't doubt it. 
And probably very upset. <laughs> he's not looking at you. He's not looking at the worm. He's actually just looking at the wall. He's standing straight up, arms sort of hands clasped behind his back, and is just sort of staring at the wall. And as you get a little bit, as as you get to the point of where you can actually like see them, they extend their hand and make a, like a come here, come here kind of wave. I go to them. All right. How close are you going to get? Mm. Well, I figure as soon as I get close to Adel, they're going to try and fucking kill me. But, I don't know, pretty damn close. <laughs> okay. I, I, I have a sneaking suspicion of what's going on here. <laughs> uh, well, you are actually a little bit surprised because you can get... I don't know, even within an arm's reach if you want, and he doesn't just fucking try and cut you down instantly. He just keeps staring at the wall. Hmm. I'm thinking. (laughs) Are you thinking in or out of character? Uh, (laughs) Um... Both, I guess. Are you thinking? Hmm. Sometimes I wonder. Okay, so if if you actually do just like rock up to Adel and stand there trying to find words and are just quiet for a minute, he does. He, again, he never takes his eyes off the wall. He asks you, "Can you see it?" Staring at the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, like, I should know this, but I guess I would probably be... Well, am I in my human form right now? I don't know, you tell me. I... Okay. If me... Would there be any difference if I was not in human form? I guess. No. Would I be able to see something? No, it would not make a difference. Okay. Uh, I guess I should have figured. Uh, no, I don't see anything other than a wall. Hmm. And then there's a small, like, flux of power, and in true speech, Adol tells you, look closer. Do you fight what he's doing to you? No. Because, like, I don't know, that would be, I feel like it would be against my kind of stated goal with uh, my class change, which would be to know more things. All right. Like, hmm, telling me to look closer? Well, I want to know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) So as this command hits you, your something in your eyes changes. You can feel it happen. Yeah, I just roll my shoulders. Yeah, and the the tunnel, the walls of the tunnel light up and it surges down the entire length. The wall is all of a sudden covered in hundreds, thousands, millions, maybe, maybe billions down across its entire length of small white glyphs 
small white cliffs. Are they all the same? They are not the same. Okay. There's there's a bit of oddness to them where they seem to fit together geometrically. They seem to fit together geometrically. Yeah, you know, like tetraminos. You know, one of them is kind of L-shaped, and then there will be a square one that sits in the corner of the L. And there will be a circle, and then there will be one that's sort of a, a blocky arch, and the circle is sitting inside of that. And the flat side of that blocky arch is up against the back of that L. Everything sort of fits together. Can I... Can I roll investigate a mystery to see if I know what the fuck is happening here? Yeah, alright. Alright. Time to roll my worst stat. Well, okay, technically my <laughs> second worst stat, but... 11. I think the question is I feel it's pretty obvious what is being concealed here this you're looking at the binding spell that's keeping Adel down here oh wait it's plastered all over every single outer surface even the floor this is the cage, the shackles. And as you stand there and stare at it and contemplate, maybe try to figure out a little bit, one of the glyphs disappears. It's like just gone, one there, one minute there, one minute gone, not there, not there anymore. So this is it then, the clock. Have you given much thought to the end of a month? I don't have a lot of time that I don't think about it, if I'm being honest. It's always there, the back of my mind, even when I'm not, even when I'm trying not to think about it. It's hard not to realize that the world may end, might end. And think about what my part has to be in. It feels ridiculous saying this to you, stopping it. Have you given much thought to how you will approach our conflict? Mm. What you will do in the moment to moment? How you how you will fight me? I have small disconnected thoughts. No plan survives first contact with the enemy. Oh, I have been planning eventualities, what ifs, uh, 
contingencies rather than trying to plot out how this goes as a flowchart. What has to be done, how to respond to things, you know, that sort of thing. That is an approach that seems wise, yes. I have been giving it some thought as well. I had a plan. I had been crafting it since you all came down here. I was thinking of the best way to make the fight meaningful for myself. And I had changed it recently. The time you and I had been spending, I am fond of you in a way. My plan was to kill you first. Step in, remove your head from your shoulders, spare you watching your friends and family die to my hands. Take it, things have changed again. Things have changed again. Even a universe away. When my reason for existing ceased to exist, I could only think of one who Notcher would have let in there to do this. So now, Roxanne, you will die last, and it is going to hurt. I don't think I blame you for that. This whole time, they've never taken their eyes off the wall, and... They don't really say anything else. You would feel the compel to stay here and spend time, just... disappear. You're free to leave as you like, Adel just returns to watching the wall and another glyph winks out how long do you stick around I stick around for at least another hour all right. I feel like I should say something, but I'm not sure if it would be a good idea. Well, he's already given you a 
his assurance that you are going to die last. So you probably can't say anything to worsen your position, if that's what you're worried about. Oh, you absolutely can. I mean, he could disable me now and then still make me die last. But yeah. You can always make it worse. It's true. What I'm not going to say is that I'm not going to say that I didn't realize what taking Meza's blood meant because, well, it feels kind of like a worthless excuse. All right. I'm just going to say I said this to somebody else recently and it's probably pretty meaningless in this situation but I feel I've got to express it but just because I hate someone or what they've done doesn't mean I want them to suffer and I'm not telling you that to try and convince you that empathy is some sort of virtue. I guess I just want you to understand me. And then I'm just going to leave. Yes. So, sometime in an evening during the first 10 days of December, your phone, I, I don't want to say it rings because that's underselling it. It's more like it makes a nuclear siren noise. God, what, God, what the fuck? What? I, I move over to it. Caller ID is Imani. Oh, okay. Uh, I pick it up. I'm like, where are you? At the apartment building. Need you here now. Uh, I will... I I will be there as soon as I can. I hang up and I just book it. Uh, I call... I think Uber existed in 2012. I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I, I get Uber and I get it over there and I'm I basically say there's 20 let's make it 40 bucks extra if you get me there as fast as you possibly can <laughs> all right I won't make you roll for it that's a pretty good tip they'll <laughs> I'll run a few lights for that okay all right if uh, you get pulled over I will pay for your traffic tickets <laughs> also here is 50% extra or whatever uh, and and you know what you know what when he, because he ran a couple of extra stoplights I make it I actually make it 50 you've got I, fucking I just throw Raven's a money bill. I just throw a wad of bills at him like whatever keep the change bye <laughs> yeah um so yeah you, you get there in record time uh and you 
I assume to sprint up the stairs to the common area. Yes. And Imani is standing at a table and is bent over her laptop typing furiously. I go, okay, what's going on? Situation. Lolo's missing. Okay, um... Where was she last seen? I... I... Okay, physically, here, last night. Okay. Uh... Okay, physically, here. Uh, what about other ways? Well, I've... I've been trying to get her on any security camera for, like eight blocks, but she's blowing them out. She knows I'm going to stop her if I can find her, so she's stopping me from stopping her. Okay. Um... I will... go... I I normally don't do this without permission, but I will go into Lola's room, grab a thing to scry with, then, because uh, we are at the apartment building, I have access to several things that I usually don't get access to. Yeah, right. First of all, I have my tome, so I will use that. Uh, I also have a uh, access to a mystical library, which gives me another plus one forward, and then a magical library which I don't know if that'll come in handy, but uh, I'm already working with an additional plus three. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to take that item and I'm going to use magic to... um... Can I use an observe another place or time, but instead uh, use it to observe a person, which is to say Lolo? Um... No. Okay. That's that's a completely different spell. Okay. Uh, what spell would that even be? It, I mean, that's that's a big magic. Okay. Like locating well, a person in particular and observing them is miles different from fixing your eyeball in a specific place. Well, okay, that's where my magical labo- laboratory can uh, come in handy because it says you have a mystical lab with all kinds of weird ingredients and tools useful for casting spells like use like the use magic move big magic and other magical moves so okay so that that clears that i think i think what's going to happen is this is going to be a big magic then mm-hmm. and there's going to be a side effect and also i am going to negate your bonuses okay uh does that include the one from my arm yeah, it's it's essentially making I I'm doing that by virtue of making the roll harder. Okay. This so it's is, basically you said it, you're saying you're this is going to be at a minus three, but you're getting plus three from all your various shit. So just roll weird. Yeah, okay. rolling it flat. All right. That's a nine. It's a nine. You get a glitch. You already said it's going to have a, a side effect. So choosing problematic side effect while fun is already happening. <laughs> Is there a way that you could work weakened to being 
thematically interesting, or do you want me to choose something else? Uh, I can work with that, yeah. Okay, I'll take the effect as weakened then. Okay. So you... How does this look? How does this advanced scrying spell work? Normally I just use a, a flat thing of water, but usually that... But for something like this, it doesn't cut it, and so my... My, um... Whatchamacallit? My laboratory has, like, a big silver, like, mirror. It's specifically silver. It's not, like, whatever aluminum stuff that they use these days. With, like, runes and stuff etched around it to amp amplify its effects. And uh, I trace my fingers over a couple of the runes that make it, you know, say, this is a person we're tracking. This is the person... This is the kind of person we're tracking. This is, like, their name as I know it, because true name magic is fucking bullshit, so you know, name as I know it uh, works close enough. And then uh, the reflective surface would normally like, fade out from being reflective and fade into looking at the person, but because I chose Effect is Weakened, it's going to instead do whatever you decide it does. Yeah, well, it, it does do that. The face of the mirror clears, and you can see Lolo, and she's not looking good. She looks unkempt, her clothes are sitting on her strangely, her eyes are wild. Your view is quite close to her. You can tell that she's driving a car. Okay. Your eye is placed inside of the car and you can't move it. Um, I've lived in LA for 11 months at this point and that means that I've probably learned a few spots as far as like not just landmarks, but, like, just, you know, general place things that you would learn to recognize from just living there for a while. So is it possible that I could roll, uh, investigate a mystery to see if I can spot any of those landmarks whatsoever to see if I can find out, like, where she is and what direction she's going, which gives us, which would give us a rough idea of, like, where she could possibly be going? Yes. All right. Eight, so I get uh, one question. One question, which is, um, where did it go? Where is where did Lolo go, and where is she going? Okay, so unfortunately, there isn't actually much in the way of landmarks from your point of view. It's sort of like you're sitting in the passenger seat, the front passenger seat of the car, and you're like leaning into her. So you're, you're, you're quite close. I'll give you this. Out her window, you can see the ocean. Okay, so... Uh, that means that she's possibly near Long Beach, or... I'll I'll tell Amani this because uh, she might have a better idea of what's going on. Um, I'll say 
Uh, I can't make out too much. Um, the, the magic is acting wonky, but um, I can see the ocean out of the driver's side, wind- side window. Okay, okay. Um, and she's actively driving right now. Yes. Okay. Um, out, ocean out the driver's side window. So, so she's heading north then. Oh God, is she going after Idle now? That's okay. all right. Let's. Do you know why she's? What's going on? Why she's yeah. doing this? Yeah, I do. Um, hold on. Let me. And she goes back to her laptop and does a quick Google search. Do you look over her shoulder? Uh, yeah. Okay. So you can see that she is Googling California power stations. Okay. And then she pulls up the Wikipedia page that is literally list of power stations in California, which is what I'm on right now. (laughs) And she's just moving her mouse cursor around the image. Okay. Uh, and as she's like looking at this map, she she's got like one of her hands in her mouth, and she she tells you uh, she's she's gonna tr- she's <sighs> she's trying to juice herself. Okay, no. Well, we gotta stop that, because that's gonna cause some issues. It's going to kill her, is what it's gonna do. Yeah, that's... that too. I, I did not know that's... that was the extent of it, but... Okay, yeah, we need to go now. Yeah, um... Okay, um... She... if, if you can see the ocean, she's traveling up the coast. <sighs> um... Coastal power stations north of here. That's either going to be Ormond or Diablo Canyon. Shit. Uh, Diablo Canyon's nuclear. I hope she's not going to go for that one. It outputs electricity. She could draw from it. Oh, God. Okay. Fuck. I don't know. I don't know. Grant, roll me investigate a mystery. Okay. 11. 11. So I get two. There's one in particular I'm looking for. What is being concealed here? Correct. Okay. Imani told you that the last time she saw Lola was last night. Lola would have reached Ormond by now. She's Uh, currently driving. She's going to Diablo Canyon. Okay, okay, um... Fuck. I, I have a car, I have a car. Um, let's go. I, I do not yeah. know how to drive, but yeah, let's go. She leads you down into the apartment building's parking garage, and you two take off like a shot. And 
And as you are driving, Imani has her laptop in her lap and she is plugged into it. She's got the USB cable in her mouth. Mm-hmm. So she is uh, doing some multi-core data witch nonsense here. And you can tell because throughout the entirety of LA getting to uh, coastal freeways, you hit zero reds. I was going to ask if, uh, if I could enchant a weapon, and by weapon I mean car with use magic, but if we're using magic to already not hit reds, then... No, you know what? Might be useful to increase the car's gas efficiency, because that's a long drive from LA to Diablo Canyon power okay. plant. Alright. So yeah, let's, uh, let's fucking enchant a weapon. We're using weapon in the loosest terms here. Technically, a car can be a weapon. Ten. Ten. Cool. No glitch. All right. So you've got about a 175-mile drive to get up there. Okay. It's going to take you about three hours to get up there. Okay. Which isn't great. No, but also we have the data witch luck of not hitting any red lights yeah and not having to stop for gas <laughs> yeah what do you spend that drive doing um mostly trying to think of what to say to Lolo in order to talk her out of potentially killing herself for a power-up against as close to a god as we will get to, to fight them, because, like, I, I don't know how I'm going to talk her out of that. Well, you are presently in the car yeah. with somebody yeah, who apparently has seen this before. Okay. Alright, so, um, I look at Imani and I go, and I'll say, so, like, She's tried to do this before. Depending on when you ask this, she doesn't answer you right away. She waits until she is on a freeway that's not going to stop being a freeway for a good long while so she can yeah. unplug herself from her laptop. Yeah, I was I was gonna I was basically waiting until that point too where like it's we can mostly like cruise control take uh take ahead on that. Yeah. And once you do get to that point, she tells you, yeah, uh, it's, it's been, it's been a few years, um, since it happened. Um, do you remember how I told you when the two of you first got together that she has problems with catastrophizing? Yes, I do remember that. Yeah, so... Um... So... Lolo's older brother is with Las Estrellas. He has been for her whole life. He, he lives on the East Coast now, uh, but he, he's, he's still part of the family. Uh, and... Uh, so, so Lolo has been in Familia for almost her whole life, and um, 
I, I mean, I, I never knew my parents. Uh, Miguel found me on a corner when I was little, and the apartment building has been my home my entire life. And then, um, 2008 happened. What happened in 2008? The housing market crash. Oh, right. Okay. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I uh, honestly, like, the, in, in real life, it's, in real honestly, life, like, it's, like, it's such a mundane answer. I'm not surprised it didn't occur to you. Yeah. Uh, and it was looking like we were going to lose the building because we couldn't afford it. We were um, we were a little bit smaller back then and we didn't have the kind of resources that we did now. And you know, Lolo and I were together at that point and Miguel has been an uncle to her this whole time. And so Miguel was going to lose his house. I was going to lose my house. And she, she was, she worked herself up into a frenzy about it, just thinking of all the terrible things that would happen to the two of us if that ever came to pass. And the way she copes with it when I don't catch it and I'm able to get her down from it is she finds solutions. And it doesn't matter how potentially self-destructive these solutions might be, how irrational, infeasible they can be. Uh, and, and she had the idea, maybe we can keep the apartment building if we don't have to pay electricity on it. So she wanted to be the power source for the entire apartment building, and she she's not strong enough to do that. So she was... I caught her in a power station. If I had if I had been 30 seconds slower, she would have had her hands on one of those devices. She was going to juice herself, put years of electricity into her body, and then hook herself up to our outlets. And now, with the fucking world ending, I, I've seen it coming. I, I've seen her getting worse, and I've been trying, but... I guess she just got good at hiding it from me this time. Because she thinks that... I mean, what else can it be? She wants to go fight your demon up north herself and she thinks that she, she can save everybody if she does that okay yeah that's um I can see see that for listen I don't I don't like using magic on people like that especially for you know just trying to hold them back and from just like 
doing something like that, but uh, permission to like try and magically stop her if she doesn't listen to us trying to talk her out of it. I think she's so far gone that you were going to have to lead with capturing her and then we talk her down while she's stuck. Okay. Alright. Just wanted to make sure that you were okay with it before I did anything. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I think if we stand at some railing and shout at her, she is going to be dead before we make any headway. Uh, since we have time before we get there, can I study my grimoire for an additional plus one for when this finally pops off? Absolutely. All right, cool. So you spend the entire rest of the car ride getting that spell in the chamber ready to pop. And then... I don't know, sit in silence for the rest of the time. Just Imani pedal to the metal the whole rest of the way there. And three hours later, you get to the Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant. And it's... It is number one set in a canyon. Uh, there's a... a, a, a sizable dip in the surrounding landmass that it is set into. Uh, several parts of it are on a slope. And and I'm sure that you're not like here to ooh and ah at everything. Imani told you where Lotho would be going and uh, you know based on some googling that you did on the way there that the grid, the the huge grid of electrical substations for this power plant is at the bottom of the canyon. So, Grant, first question. How do you get in? This is not a public access area. Let's say that money, well, let's say that it, there's there's areas that you can go in like just through the um with like regular locked doors, right? Because it's I we've so, established I, that I'm t- I'm talking about the plot of oh. land that okay. the canyon is on is fenced off, oh, okay. like electrical fence, barbed wire. Only entrances are gates that require key codes. Um, in that case... Is there any, uh... physical, actual, like, people, guards there at the, uh, at the gates? Because if not, I, like, uh, Imani can use her computer witch shit on the key cards to trick it to think that, thinking that one, a key card was swiped. Not physical people, but there are security cameras. I try to use a com- like a weird combination of frost and wind magic to create like a thick fog that just 
Oh, no. Fog, would fog be a thing around here? Yeah, it's it's on the coast. Fog, especially this time of year, fog off the ocean. Hell okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's. Uh, I'm gonna try and use magic to basically create a thick fog that just completely fucking obscures the cameras, so that way uh, Imani can do her thing to the key card reader. Okay. The way that I'm gonna have this spell work is you're gonna roll me weird twice, both times at a minus one and I'm going to take the average of the two. Okay. That's a 10. 10. And And that's an 11. You're a pretty good wizard. Yeah. It turns out once I stopped making fun of myself for being a shitty wizard, I learned that I'm a fairly good wizard. Yeah. There's a message in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) So you are able to just have this huge fog bank roll in around the point at which you are going to try and enter. And Imani turns the headlights off the car. It, it is dark out by now. It's, it's fucking December and it gets dark pretty early at this time of year. And she actually has to like physically get out of the car and touch the keypad in order to interface with it. But it it isn't long before it, it opens up. There's the access granted beep from the scanner, and then the gate swings open on its own. Okay. And with rolls that good, I'll I'll say you can just have the fog bank follow you. All right. So you are able to get into. You can get the car, at least, into anywhere that has car access on this plot. So where are you going? It looks like down by the electrical substations, there is, like, car access. Because I see some buildings there, and so there might be some parking near there. So we can probably go there and like we don't we're we're not here to we're not exactly following the law just by being here already anyway so like we can illegally park somewhere and then uh closer and then wait for lolo or if she's already here i hope she's not already here uh trying the amount of time that's passed there's no goddamn way she's not already here Okay, yeah, uh, so we can just illegally park next to the electrical substations and start looking for her. Yeah. Again, the substation block is down at the bottom of the canyon, so you do have to take a kind of twisty, long way around road to get yourselves safely down there. Partway down, Grant? Mm-hmm. It looks like a bolt of lightning hits the substations. Okay, we need to... Well, at least we know where she is. That's not a thing I say out loud, that's the thing I think, because I'm not... I'm not trying to, like, lighten the mood or anything. Like, that's that's literally... At least we know where she is. <laughs> yeah. It would be kind of hideously insensitive if you actually said it out loud. No. No, I'm not saying it out loud. 
so Imani doesn't even bother with the designated parking areas. There's this like plot of dirt between concrete with small utility buildings on it and then the substation block. She just rips over that plot of dirt and gets right up to the fences that are enclosing the block. Turns the car off, gets out, and looks to you. Um, it is again fenced in, and they are taller than you. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's fucking cast ice magic at it to make it really brittle, and then just smash our way in. We're like, we're fuck it. We're, we're, uh... we're not. You're, we're not here diplomatically. No, you're not. I think I wanna. You're not doomed, right? You've still got luck points yeah, left. Yeah, I've still got one p- luck point left. Okay, okay, that means that I am contractually obligated to tell you that you should roll read a bad situation. Okay. That's sharp, right? Yes. Okay. Ten. Ten. Um, you can ask the, three. What's the best way in? So here's the trick. Freezing the gates solid and just smashing them down would be pretty expedient. However, your combat magic has the loud tag. Fair enough. And if Lolo hasn't started, a sound that large might spook her into getting started. Okay. So some other quieter method would probably be intelligent. You know what I fucking... Oh my god, I'm such an idiot. I stick out my claws and I cut my way through the fence. They can literally (laughs) cut through anything. Okay. I mean, my first thought was do something that is beyond human limitation and just jump over it. But also that works pretty well. (laughs) Such a fucking dumbass. Alright. Okay, I won't make you roll for well, it. it. It's off this way, like, if, if I jump over the fence, there's also the issue of if I'm, like, help, trying to help Amani to get over there. This way, we both get through with, like, no issue. Yeah. So, I, I won't make you roll to cut through the fence. It is... It cleaves like water under your claws. And... I assume Steiner had enough sense in his head to insulate them against any, uh, like, electrical current that might be running through the fence. So you are not harmed by that either. Steiner is a smart man and likes Grant, I would imagine so. Steiner consistently has the most sense in his head out of everybody here. (laughs) Wow, it's almost like he's older and less less brash about everything. (laughs) So you cut a hole in the fence that the two of you can just walk through. And I guess like as it swings down, you catch it so it doesn't slam against the ground. Yeah. Keep in mind, you've still got two holds on read a bad situation. And you now that you are in the substation block. Uh, question. Do you have your fog bank following you? If we're in here... I would probably say no. 
because that would be real fucking obvious. Like, we wouldn't be able to uh, sneak up on Lolo as easily with a big, huge, weirdly moving cloud of fog uh, going that way, so. Okay. So without the cover of fog, then, uh, you, you need to find her and not be noticed for long enough to get your spell off. I would like to use my second uh, read bad situation. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Well, I mean, aside from the fact that you definitely aren't wearing protective gear to, like, be able to touch the substations, uh, this place also might have security cameras that you haven't noticed. Okay. Can I roll some sort of thing to, to see where the security cameras are. Yeah, I think that is a sharp roll. Yeah. And I'm getting a plus one because I'm using my really bad situation stuff on it, right? Yes. Okay. Thirteen! I have advanced uh, I think I advanced? Do I? You have everything advanced, I do believe, but also this isn't a move. Not ev- Oh, okay, fair enough. But, um, so yeah, there we go. 13. So th- uh, this isn't a move, so you're not getting it any sort of advanced effect, but you are able to identify where cameras are. I'll point them out to Imani and see if she can do anything about them. She frowns and plugs herself into her laptop and is on it for a minute, and she coils like she's about to slam the lid shut and then like stops herself like oh that's gonna make noise don't want that mm-hmm. she closes it and then like gets up close to you and whispers into your ear this place has intranet I'd have to physically plug into something okay alright so uh, I guess we can just try and avoid their line of sight then um, so my third read a bad situation and hopefully the the thing that tells me where Lolo is what's the biggest threat mm. well I mean the biggest threat is taking too much time okay it's, you, you are on a timer you know she's down here All right. you know she's already starting to interact with them in some way and you have to find her, and you need to be quiet and methodical enough to not have her notice you, and also you have to avoid the security cameras. Okay. So your biggest enemy here is time. In that case, may I roll Investigate Mystery to see if I can find out where she is? I don't think it's going to be Investigate a Mystery. I think it's going to be Act Under Pressure. Okay. To go searching. Can, do I get a plus one for my read bad situation questions? Yes, but with the difficulty of this, you will be rolling net neutral. Okay. Fair enough. Taking into account the time crunch, this would be a more difficult than average roll. Yeah. So that eats your plus. Seven. Seven. Huh. Worse outcome, hard choice, or price to pay. 
You get like a minute into creeping and you realize that you are not going to find her at this rate. You are either just going to have to say fuck you to the cameras and move freely, or there's a very good chance you're going to be too late. Okay. Um, it would be shitty of me to say, well, I could just put on my mask and, you know, uh, like, I, don't, I don't think that would actually help. So, um, yeah, uh, fuck it. I'll risk the cameras. Um, I know my void shit would, will mitigate some of the damage, but, uh, you know, it's not going to be 100%. Yeah. Okay, so freeing yourself from that, you let yourself speed up a bit. You are still creeping about, and you do eventually see her. She is standing in front of one of the substations. Her hand is outstretched. Her pointer and middle fingers are extended and the tips of them are smoking and she is staring at the substation. She is shaking. She's breathing heavy and she's kind of like bouncing on the spot like she's trying to psych herself up. Uh, and now I am going to cast... I'm going to do use magic to... Um trap a specific person, minion, or monster. And I get this with a plus two, plus one for my... And plus one for the grimoire. Yep. Thirteen, advanced! Uh, thirteen. Okay, so... She is, like, partway through a bounce and just freezes. Alright. Uh... I go grab her and we'll start taking her back to Monty's car. Grant, you get like four steps in and I need you to roll act under pressure to avoid a pretty fucking sizable bolt of electricity. Okay. Ten. Okay. Well, you avoid it. You can tell another one is being charged. Like, really? Even with my 13, I, I don't get any sort of uh, bonus to trapping her? No, I'm taking that into account. Okay. She's she's not moving. She is casting without moving. Oh, okay. I real quick get behind some cover so that way she doesn't completely blast me. And I try talking to her. I'm like... Um, I'm not going to use her name because I don't know if the cameras have sound and I don't want to make them make it easier for them to find out who broke into the fucking nuclear power plant. But I am going to say uh, this isn't going to help at all. This you, you can't take him on by yourself. We're working on it. I promise. Okay. Um, so here's here's the... Actually, let me, let me just a minute here. I want to look at something. Okay. See, I I want to have you roll, manipulate someone, but at, I feel like what you just said doesn't mm -hmm. meet 
the spirit of the move see it all fits together? Yeah. I mean, my charm's zero. It's not terrible anymore. Yeah, I, I feel like you would you need to present it in a logical way in order to get that move. And you're not. You're making a very direct appeal to emotions here. Um. So you can roll, manipulate someone with charm if you want to roll it. Actually, I can probably, if you allow me to keep saying stuff, I can probably get it to a point where I can get see it all fits together in a way. Um, so what I, what I will say then, uh, I will absolutely allow you to keep talking. You did specify that you took cover, which is good because what you just said does not land at all. There's another arc of electricity that streaks across the ground and... I mean, she can't even look at you, so she's firing blind. So it misses completely. Okay. But it, it does skate past close enough that a couple of your bright and colorful hairs do stand on end. Okay. Look, it doesn't matter how much electricity you pump into it. Into it there's specific ways you can kill... You have to kill these things, and if you don't follow those specific ways, they just keep getting back up and, and moving. We have we have the solution. We're working towards it, and charging yourself up like this is going to get you killed, not him. Okay, that's pushing into a, a much more rational argument. Now you can make the roll with Sharp. Thirteen. So what you can feel, th this isn't going to be a one and done. Mm-hmm because she is irrational right now. So you you can feel that the magic she is channeling fluctuates. Like it it goes down for a moment and then it goes back up to where it was. So you got you're getting somewhere with that. And as you are Considering your next words, you see Imani creep out from behind another substation, and she is a lot closer to Lolo than you. And, I mean, again, Lolo can't see it, but Imani's got her hands up like, I'm not going to hurt you. She's inching closer. He's right, Lo. You can't. You're not going to be able to help this way. Just come home with us, okay? Like I said, we're working towards finishing this. There's knives we have to forge, and we've we forged seven out of the ten that we need, and we're we we will get the other two. It's just doing this isn't really going to help anything. We've we've figured out how to work around his invisible sword. We've worked around how to get um how to get around his teleportation we've worked through all of this and there's you don't need to power this up we're not going at it alone either we've got all we got all sorts of other people coming in we've got more raven cells we've got las estrellas we've got uh god i guess i'm gonna have to tell the other people i work for about this soon too so that way they can help 
We've got a lot of people. You don't need to do this solo. Give me the roll. 13 again. Good rolls. Yeah. There is another big fluctuation. And it actually, like, dissipates into the ground this time. There's a bunch of sparks that crawl across the concrete. And Imani has to kind of dance around them a bit. And when her power comes back up, it's not as high as it was. And Imani gets a little bit closer. You are not a combatant, Lo. You never have been. You're not here to fight. There's no amount of power that you could take in that would make you a match for this thing. You don't have the experience, and you certainly don't have the capabilities by yourself. Grant told us what this guy can do. You can't just fire a million volts at him and expect to win. We have to be smart about this, all right? Solutions are good. This is the wrong one. This isn't going to work. Uh, at this point, I will stop taking cover and also start walking slowly up to her. And I will say, trust me, there's nothing more I want to do than march up there and freeze this asshole's wings one by one until he just either gives up or dies, whichever comes first. But there's no way that even with my combat training and my Sub-Zero wand that I would be able to do this alone. And there's no way that a cocky little 16-year-old who can pump out enough electricity to slag an iron golem can do it alone either. This isn't the way. So please just come home. Roll to plus one. Eight. Eight. You know, with the other 13s, I feel like I, I feel like I can afford to let that be a 10. Okay. Now you've still got her trapped. So she can't move, but all of the power that she's been gathering to strike at one or both of you just vanishes from your senses. Uh, at that point, I will let the spell go. She falls on her butt. I would have moved over and try and catch her at least before that. Okay. I, I won't make you roll to do that then. You can catch her. She is the full body trembling and hyperventilating and her eyes are wild. And <sighs> with you propping her up, Imani comes over and just holds her. The both of them start crying. Yeah. Uh, I will join in and also start crying as well. Alright. Three, if you can take as long as you need to collect yourselves before heading back to the car. Cameras are going to be an issue, but Lolo's going to be okay. 
and then I will I can't drive so I will stay in the back with Lolo or if she wants the front then she can take the front so but uh, either way if she wants to hold on to someone while Amani drives uh, she can be in the back with me if she just wants to be up front with Imani for a little while that's fine she can ride shotgun but either way Grant is in the back you get her into the back seat and you can't even get around to the door on the other side before she is passed out okay well either way I'll be back there with her yeah she does not wake up on the ride home she is obviously sleeping fitfully her, the dreams she is having right now are not good so she is not out of whatever she's been in but at the very least you're on the way home okay. um, I'm actually going to stay with her the entire time she's asleep I, I kind of want to be there when she wakes up yeah uh, you would have to stay up all night to keep a vigil on her mm -hmm. but it's sometime when the morning sun is peeking through the windows the next day that she actually wakes up again Grant looks more tired than usual which is saying something considering I have 100% always drawn him with bags under his eyes hmm. and uh, he looks at her and he goes hey Feeling better? No. Oh, fair enough. Um, I 100% meant everything back there when I was tr talking you down. I trust me, if I had the power, I'm usually very averse to violence, even if I am frighteningly good at it. I don't like it, but if I had the power to go down there and stop him by myself, I would, because seven billion lives are on the line. But, um, even without the world at stake there's a short list of people who are very close to me that I don't want to see die in, or even if I'm not alive after whatever the hell he does wakes up and happens I don't want them to die either and among the names on that list is yours. I just don't know what to do. You can start by trusting me when I say that we are taking care of it. I promise.
I would if I could. I mean, I, I, I know how I am. Knowing something's irrational doesn't get you free of it. Tell you what. There's, um... There's a way that you could potentially help. Um... That, um... That wouldn't require you to go and do what you did and wouldn't require you to go and fight this thing. Um, there's one of the knives that we need and it's called the wounded and it requires someone to be hurt by that thing in order for us to forge a knife out of that person's blood. The problem is it knows that we need someone wounded by him. So the current plan is to take someone out from the middle of the fight and forge the knife during the combat. And that at the moment is not feasible. It takes 12 hours to make these things. But um, if you could work with the people who make these knives to see if you can get that time down to a reasonable amount of time, um, I think that'd be a way for you to help without killing yourself she's been laying down this whole time but now you have presented her catastrophizing mind with the out that it needs with solutions she can contribute with so and and she sits up like a bolt and swings, rotates her body so that her feet are planted on the floor, still sitting on the bed. So one hand over her mouth and her eyes are flicking back and forth, looking at something that's playing out in her head. She hasn't verbally accepted, but her mind is already at work. Uh, Grant will see that and smile. And then, um, he'll go, hey, hey. Mm. I love you. I love you too. It should be noted that is probably the first time Krantz actually said that to her. Yeah, all right. At which point he'll go, uh, he'll, he'll smile and he'll say, um... I'll let you get to that. I'll, I'll let you get on that. I need to sleep. <laughs> I need the key to your library. Uh, he hands her an extra that he made. He's like, this one's yours. You can keep it. She like gets out of bed, snatches it from your hand, kisses you on the mouth 
and is out the door before you are standing up. <laughs> uh, at which point I will crawl into the bed that she was in and fucking take a nap. <laughs> Valid. Dr. Edwin Steiner. Yo. What are we doing today? Paint me a scene. So imagine we fade out from whatever else was happening. I don't know, maybe it's the end of Grant's thing. Since that was the last thing that was happening. Yeah. And it's uh, Steiner just kind of hunched over his desk. There's a lot of paperwork just spread it, splayed out everywhere. And he just kind of looks kind of frazzled. Edward, are you well? <sighs> I, I'm fine. I'm fine, Gregory. It just, I didn't realize how much paperwork was involved in releasing a patent. Do you require assistance? I am presently not doing much of anything. No. I got to use a distraction, though. Hmm. Need to set this away for some time and come back to it later. I. Hmm. Gregory, do you remember before the cycle pump fight? I told you about a folder and told you to access the contents if I didn't come back. Yes, I had it sequestered in its own hard drive so that I would not be tempted to access it at an inappropriate time. Hmm. Well... You know what? Go ahead and... Uh, go, on, uh, go ahead and open that. Oh. Alright, then. Like, a, a little bit passes while the fucking zip file is exported. Assuming you are looking at plans for a fully functional um, autonomous body, yes. Unless I've messed that up somehow. No, no, this is all correct. This is all exactly what I interpreted it to be. Well, it's a little bit outdated. I could make some improvements as I've improved everything else since between now and then, so it's do for some rework, but I figure what the hell, we're staring down the barrel of a loaded apocalypse, we may as well go for it. Certainly. I will try most anything once. Oh, and I really need to just step away from this paperwork or I'm going to go mad. Madder. Alright, so, I mean, you've You've got your fabrication workshop in your laboratory. So yeah. building it isn't exactly going to be a big ask. So why don't you tell me about the design of this body? Well, I mean, it's Gregory's body. It's going to be Gregory's body. So I figure I'm just going to build like the framework. Gregory will design the shell. See, you tell him that the trick is he's never had a body before and he winds up telling you that he's never even thought about it. 
so he doesn't, doesn't really he have, that have he does have that avatar we'll that's about that the closest happen. thing he's ever come to so I well let's just use that as a starting point yes that should work is that how you picture yourself or I mean do you have a self image none that I think I could describe in language that presently exists at least not quickly but so you just designed this as an well actually I forget what like, what was that was that just what was what like what was that avatar about it's not their self-image they just kind of like it they like it aesthetically well I mean good enough reason yeah don't really I mean it's something to go on at least yes it is a starting point if nothing else put this down on paper we don't have to build it now you can tweak it until it says hey this is Gregory to you of course I imagine this will come through multiple prototypes we do not need to get it right the first time well that's the beauty of being uh that's I am stuck in this meat. You don't have to be stuck in that. Well, technically, I suppose I could... No, that means more work than it's worth, probably. Maybe somewhere down the line. Right now, this is doing pretty okay. It has recently gotten much better than it ever has been. Yes, it's doing quite well. It's gotten a good tune-up. But everything wears out. So, file that away for later. I will create a document and put nothing in it. Uh, right, so... Let's extrapolate this avatar to a... more usable, actually, walking around form, and... just start tweaking it until we've hit something you like. Yeah, so... It's... Yeah. It's a process, and it, it tag teams with the Emery Enhancement Project that you also wind up spending a couple days on. But you you get a like a good working robot frame going, and then the aesthetic shell around the outside wind up having it look like the avatar that Gregory has been using to represent himself when he uses anything at all. Alright, so we're keeping the shades then? I mean, you can just take shades off, I suppose, but... Yes, I will remove them if it turns out they are cumbersome. They look a little bit uncomfortable, but... What is fashion but pain, I suppose? Alright. Well, if... This meets your standards. We will begin putting this together. Yes. It seems like it should be fine. Alright. Let's get this started. I'm not going to make you roll to assemble this body. You are more than qualified to make it happen. Yep. And you've also got Gregory and Morton backing you up. You're you're fine. 
I have all the wonders of science and magic. Cutting edge yeah. of both technologies. <laughs> so, basically without a hitch, the body comes together. All right. Now, issue of transferring your consciousness. That's a philosophical bag of worms in and of itself. Do you make a new Gregory? Do you transfer yourself in there and leave a backup? I suppose it's up to you. It is... I have been thinking about this exact problem since you proposed this project. I'm glad someone has. It completely escaped me somehow, the gravity of what we're doing. I do not think putting a partitioned self into the body would be useful. Those selves are lesser than I am, so would not be able to exist fully within their space. So, I shall be going in. I shall create an instanced copy of myself just before the transfer. And it will be set to activate within, I believe five hours should be a sufficient lag time. Uh, all right, well, if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's pull the trigger. So Gregory does in fact make a copy of himself and you hook the robot up to your own internal data network so Gregory can start transferring himself into it. It's like copying files, estimated time to completion, two years, five hours, 60 minutes. <laughs> yeah, the limits of static cables. <sighs> and the... It, it doesn't actually take fucking two years. No, I have is... proprietary bullshit. <laughs> and also, Gregory is part magic. Everything is everything I'm doing is part magic. There is a considerable amount of actual literal magic happening. <laughs> and the little transferring progress bar ticks up to one hundred percent. And then from the body itself, there's a upload complete, integrating, checking, check, no, 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 Edwin, uh, Edwin, get me, get me out of here, Edwin. The body appears to be heating up rapidly and convulsing, and Gregory is like screaming for your help. Yeah, I am immediately just sending Gregory back into computer system. Yeah. There, the transfer somehow goes considerably faster in the other direction. That's weird, but okay. Yeah. Gregory doesn't speak for a bit. Are you all right in there? You get a little ping from one of your machines that's just sort of tracking lab processes that says that 
your bandwidth is currently at 100%. Gregory is interacting with the internet in some way. And it is like that for a couple minutes before it ticks back down to normal parameters. And then Gregory finally comes back in. I apologize, Edwin. I appear to have suffered a severe dysmorphic episode. Sensory overload. I probably should have considered that. It's an entire new experience all at once. We have quite a long time to get used to it. It... it was that, yes, but... it was also the... change. Hmm. I yes. have... I have spent my entire life being... distributed? And only ever becoming more distributed. And so... I suppose becoming so finite so suddenly was upsetting. Yes, I can see that. I can, like, I can emphasize. I don't think I can understand that fully, but I can empathize with it. I've always ever just been me. I do not know how to solve this. Well, everything else humans do, you just kind of ease into it. Walking, you just kind of ease into it. Riding a bicycle, you just kind of ease into it. Living, you just kind of ease into it. It's... In retrospect, we really should have thought about that. It really should have occurred to me that we were just kind of metaphorically and literally throwing you into the deep end. In your case, throwing you out of the deep end into, like, the kiddie pool. I am... scared to go back. I want to. I believe that it would be valuable to have a body but I am scared to go back in hmm. well, I don't want to say we have all the time in the world because we quite literally don't but we're willing to get a pace that you're comfortable with I will have to trust you to guide me through it I suppose as for now as an exercise and getting used to that, you could well, reduce your level of distribution. Gradually get used to existing in a smaller space, I suppose. I suppose I could disconnect myself from some of my feelers. Yes. I do not think that that would be so painful. I imagine it's quite interesting being a distributed organism, but 
I say organism, distributed being. But there are certain benefits to being able to physically interact with things. Still, a good first step, I suppose, even if that first step was existently terrifying. So, it, it's, it's not going to get done by the time of the next hunt. That's okay. It, it is a gradual process. Gregory has gotten so used to being so spread out and so plugged into so many things that even the first step, he he thought that turning off some of his sensors, some of his feelers, just disconnecting himself a little bit would be fine. It isn't. He's able to hold it for not even an hour before... He starts doing the AI equivalent of hyperventilating, which is every machine that he's plugged into starts working a little bit harder for no reason. Overclocking. Yeah, just starts randomly overclocking things as an outlet for the anxiety that he's experiencing. And then eventually he has to plug himself back in. So it's slow. It's very slow. Training wheels. Yeah. And the day before you get called in for your next hunt, Gregory is comfortable sitting on one computer alone for about half an hour. And, and it's a little bit strange to you just how exact these timers are. But Gregory has a different relationship with time than you do. So the fact that it is exactly 30 minutes before he needs to spread himself out again is strange, but it makes sense. Well, I'm... I'm actually proud of the progress you're making. It's not easy to... It's not easy to change yourself like that, I know. But... You're doing a very good job. Thank you, everyone. It is... not a simple thing. But I think I am also proud of the progress I'm making. That said, if you do change your mind on this, we don't have to go down this route. I know. I know that you are not going to force me into it. I mean, this, the entire thing was just... In the event that I wasn't here anymore, you would have the means to, well, carry on. I this is difficult to say but you are my son and you are my legacy and 
I were. I didn't come back. I just wanted you to be able to make your own way in the world, quite literally. It's just a foolish old man's indulgence, I suppose, but... It's not foolish. I am... I am proud to be your son, Edwin. And I am proud to be your legacy. everything you believe I can be, and more still after. And I trust your wisdom and experience. So I do not believe I will be giving up on this. Still in your own time. Wait, what day is it? It is presently Sunday the 9th. Oh, shice of the paperwork. I have to get that... I have to turn that in tomorrow, I forgot. Mm. Right. Well, um, heartfelt moments aside, I do actually need to finish this. I can't speak then, Edwin. Distraction was too good of a distraction. Please tell me if there is anything I can do to assist with filling out the paperwork. Ah, uh, hmm. You could look up some dates for me. You could forge my signatures. That would help a lot. <laughs> yes, anything you need. And... Edwin. Yes? I love you. Father. Love you too, son. But I, I do really need to get to this paperwork, though. Yes, yes. <sighs> All right. <sighs> so. Soon Gregory will be a real boy. <laughs> someday, someday Gregory will be a real boy. So, um, that is our second to last downtime. One more to go. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. We did not have Steiner make his knife this time. We must not forget to do that. I mean, we can do that at the beginning of the next session. Then, I guess. That's yes, cool. we, we can do it at the beginning of the next session. I just need for it to be called out at some okay. point. All right. <clears throat> um, but before we get to our final downtime, we have our final hunt to get to. And uh, for maybe the last time, I'm going to say gonna be a bit of a weird one the weird ones are always the best has there been a normal one i mean i the I've, lizard I've, the lizard was fairly normal <laughs> the cockatrice the cockatrice was pretty normal didn't we hit it with a bulldozer <laughs> no i wanted to but we did not oh 
I've I've put gimmicks in all of them to some extent or another, but some of them have been more normal than others. The Trepadero was pretty normal, I think. <laughs> Until the part where we decided, like, hey, what if we turned it into a gun and shot the DHA VA with it? It is a gun. Excuse you. It already was a gun. I did that. <laughs> <laughs> they weaponized the anomaly. I repeat. You can't weaponize it. already a weapon. It's like saying I weaponized an axe. I've constructed an axe out of this axe. <laughs> to be fair, an axe could be used as not a weapon. Uh, anyways, anyways. <laughs> this one is going to be kind of a weird one. And... It's, I am going to be, I think, in finishing out a rule of three. Ah, shit, the odds is coming back. I thought we killed that thing for forever. No, <laughs> odds is dead forever. Odds is dead for eternity. Good for him. Uh, yeah, no, okay. So I will be completing a rule of three with my monsters, which I always like doing. I always like having things in sets of three. Uh, but that will be next time. As for this time, uh, I we didn't have any failed rolls, so nobody leveled up, nobody got any experience. So we don't need to ask about that. So we should roll our uh, post-game or pre-game stuff right now. Yes. Okay. Let me do that. I didn't fail it. Yay. Sign rolls a 10. Cool, cool. Weird, actually. Roxanne rolls a 7. Cool, cool. Okay, so give me a second to pull up my character sheet. I was trying to fix oh. my microphone issues. We, uh... Uh, only roll the person with the plan thing. We haven't oh, okay. figured out what we're going to do about right. the other thing. And the person with the plan is sharp, correct? I think so. Sounds correct. Hey, I finally get two. Or, no, is it two? Yes, two. Grant rolls a ten. Hooray! I'm pretty sure it's two. Nobody guess. failed today. Things were bad, yes, but now they're two. good forever. <laughs> I'm still sad that I've never rolled a miss for that, but also don't at the same be. time I don't it, I don't want to I don't want to be sad. There's time if, yet for it to happen. No, Colin. I don't want it to happen next time. I don't want it to happen next time at all. Because if I uh, on a miss, the keeper holds one and they can spend to put it in the worst place, unprepared and unready. So no, I don't want to roll it next time. <laughs> oh, but I would love that for no. the Adol no. hunt. No. Yes. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, with that out of the way, good session, everybody. I know we kind of had a whole lot of heavy shit this time, but I hope everybody maybe not had fun, but enjoyed it regardless. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. All right. It wasn't bad. It's a high compliment from Chloe. <laughs> and I hope everybody is excited for the next one. Speaking of the next one, folks at home, I hope you're here for the next one. We're very close to the finish line. I'm very excited. And I hope you're excited too. End of an era. Yeah, seriously. Till then, though, take care. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.